We're very happy to welcome on to the program. He uh, covers the Cardinals. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Rob Rains. Read him at stlsportspage.com. He is Rob Rains. Hey, Rob, thanks for your time. How are you? My pleasure. How are you guys tonight? Doing all right as Rob is joining us on the Quiver River guest line. I guess nobody's shocked by Paul Goldschmidt winning the MVP. Well, what's your uh, initial reaction to it? Well-deserved, definitely well-deserved. I mean, he was a guy that had a terrific season. I know everybody kind of focuses on the fact he didn't play as well in September as uh, as he had during the other four months of the year, but I think it's one of those awards that, you know, you look at, you know, obviously it's based on the whole regular season, not just the last month, not to, you know, certainly not the playoffs because you got to have your votes in before that. So I think he was a, a well-deserved honor, and I'm happy that he won. He wins it overwhelmingly so. Or was, is there any surprise to that? No, I didn't think so. I mean, 22 out of the 31st place, I didn't think it would be unanimous. I mean, I did think Alcantara, you know, yesterday in the Cy Young vote would be unanimous, and he was. But, I, you know, there was too many other cases. Machado, especially, you know, the, the way he played, the way San Diego finished the season, I thought he would get some votes, you know, from, from that, uh, you know, people that covered that team, and, and he did. I was a little surprised that Arenado got a first-place vote. I, you know, came from a writer in Pittsburgh, so that surprised me a little bit. But, you know, he finishes third, and, and you know, well-deserved honor for, for him as well. So, um yeah, I think it probably went about like uh, everybody thought it would go. Is this maybe a good thing for Goldschmidt just in the sense that it gives him something other than the the postseason results to kind of take into the offseason, if that makes any sense? Well, I always got to add to all the other room he's going to have to clear on his mantle for all the awards <laughs> he's won. You know, I mean, he got the Hank Aaron Award. He got the Silver Swagger. He got the Player's Choice Award. He got the Heart and Hustle Award a couple of days ago. I mean, yeah, he's, other than missing out on the Gold Glove, I think he's won everything he's been up for. Uh, in the postseason. So, yeah, he's got to make you feel good. He's got to make you realize that you did have a terrific season. I mean, I ran the numbers for those four months from between May and, and August, you know, through the start of September. It was like, you know, 32 home runs, 94 RBIs, 104, you know, games played, 342 batting average. I mean, that, you can't play any better than that. So if, that, if that's not good enough to, to win an MVP, especially when your team wins the division, I really don't know what it is. You know, it's interesting because – the Cardinals have that those two middle-of-the-order guys, uh, but really before Albert Pujols got going, the offense did underperform, and now they go into an offseason where a lot of people are talking about them needing to add legitimately two bats to the lineup. It just says something about baseball, where you can have guys the stature of, of Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, and you still need a whole lot around them to be able yeah. to uh, score runs at the pace that you would like. I think, and I think this was magnified during those two games against the Phillies. You know, I mean, I think during the course of a regular season, you know, you need those guys needed to come through. They came through more times than not. I mean, you don't win 93 games, you know, without that happening. But, but in a short season, when two guys do struggle at the same time, yeah, you do, you do need somebody else to step up, and that's why the Cardinals are going to try to go out and find somebody. You know, whoever that case may be this winter, whether it's a, somebody they bring in from the outside or just simply promote Jordan Walker from the from the minor leagues. So uh, I think they do need that other other guy. They could, you know, they could already have it. It could be him. It could be. Nolan Gorman it could be you know they, they've got some some pieces in place that it could be you know so we'll just have to see what uh, what moves that they they make over the winter to try to add to that lineup Walker is likely to start the season at AAA and eventually get to the big leagues this upcoming season but nobody's saying that he can't win a job out of spring training and look we've seen that happen before where somebody plays really well then goes and plays uh you know winter ball or the, you know the fall league and performs there and then they come to spring training and they, they win themselves a job what kind of possibility do you think that is that Walker could break camp and be a cardinal on opening day next year 
Well, I think there's another question you have to ask first before you can answer that question is, is who are the other candidates to make that the lineup, to make that roster? You know, is is it just the current group of outfielders that we have, you know, are in place right now on the Cardinals, or is there going to be somebody coming in from the outside that's going to make that more difficult? So I think it, without knowing that answer, you can't really answer the question. But if, if you had to ask me today, based on the guys that Carl's currently have in their roster rotation, I think he's the opening day right fielder. So I was, do you think the Cardinals trade from their current major league roster this offseason, whether it's bringing another outfielder, whether it's acquiring a catcher in the trade market? Uh, is this something where we could see them trade away, maybe from some of their outfield depth? Or something? You know, There's been a ton of social media conversation lately about Lars Newtbar, but whoever it might be, do you feel like this is an offseason where maybe there are major league guys who are getting moved? I think it's a possibility. I think you've got guys that, you know, you had a lot of, a lot of guys, but you have, don't have a guy who's that star that we just talked about. You know, I mean, you have a lot of really good players. So I think the Cardinals went into this season thinking Tyler O'Neill was going to be that third bat in the lineup, you know, and it turned out it was Pools for the second half of the season, but I don't think anybody saw that, that coming. But based on the way O'Neill had played, you know, the 30 plus home runs a year ago, you know, they thought that he was going to be the guy. So the injuries and everything kind of set him back. So just one of the things you like about baseball is you can, you can, predict and you can analyze and you can think you understand what's going to happen but then sometimes it just totally works out differently than than it does so yeah it wouldn't surprise me especially you know they look at some of the couple of the pitchers that are at the either the back end of the rotation or the back end of the, the bullpen if they do make a move and go out and sign somebody or trade for somebody else and then, then just simply that by the victim of the numbers game somebody's going to probably have to go Rob Raines covers the Cardinals for stlsportspage.com. A couple more uh, questions uh, for him. John Mozeliak was very open at his end-of-season press conference that the team is going to spend money, the payroll is going to go up. Now, he's not going to paint himself into a corner and say how much. And from a very kind of dictionary definition standpoint, payroll goes up just because of guys who are scheduled to get raises, but I don't think it would sit well with the fan base if that's just the amount that the the you know the payroll's going up. It feels like when he talks about it, it's got to be a substantial increase. What are you expecting them to do from a uh, payroll standpoint this offseason? I think it'll go up. I think some of the speculation I've seen is somewhere between fifteen and twenty million dollars. But again, it's not it's not how much money you spend; it's how you spend it. You know, I mean, it's where where do you spend it? On, on what position players can get better? I mean, I to me, they've they've been one of those teams that they really don't go out very often and, and make a you know sign the top free agent on the market. And I'm not saying it couldn't couldn't happen, but it would surprise me if it did. I mean, most of their bigger moves, you know, the last few years, Goldschmidt, Arenado have come through trades. So I think you're looking at that as a possibility as as well, especially for the catcher market. I mean, there's a couple guys out there in the free agent market that I'm sure they're probably kicking the tires are and analyzing. But it's all you know, it's, you can offer money but then it's up to the player and his agent to agree to take it so it's it works you know the street has to move but traffic has to move both ways on that street so that's why it's really kind of hard to predict what's going to happen last thing for you what do you think there's going to be much of an impact as a result of the coaching changes that were made it's a very different looking staff for this year yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I think you got the, the, there is some continuity though. I mean, the, even though you know, Holiday's really the only new guy coming in, but he followed the team very closely and very familiar, obviously, with the older guys on the team. You know, no one are especially close, and they can Goldschmidt have, have a good relationship. So, so I think that that even though he was not here on a day-to-day basis, I think he he understands what the situation was. And he and Ollie are so close that I'm sure he'll get all the reports that he needs to from from him. And, and Dusty Blake, you know, takes over as a pitching coach. Turner Ward takes over as a hitting coach. Those guys were both here 
the last two years. You know, well, Turner was there all last year. Blake's been here two years. So even though they were not in the same role that they're going to be in, they certainly were, were familiar with what was going on. So I think that that's going to help the continuity. I mean, there's, you know, I know you're talking to, to Dusty. I actually talked to him yesterday too about first story will be coming up soon here on the STL sports page. But, you know, I think he was talking about anytime you make changes, there's going to be in staff, there's going to be some things that change just because you have a different way of doing things. But I think, you know, it was probably a good thing that they, you know, promoted from within and brought in guys that already had some familiarity with the people who are here. Rob Raines covers the Cardinals for stlsportspage.com. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Raines. Rob, thanks so much for your time as always, and I will catch up again real soon. Okay, anytime. Thank you. Awesome. Very good. There's Rob Raines joining us here on Sports Open Line.